This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, Episode 161, Top 10 Blockbuster Movies. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that He created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens podcast. Hello and welcome to Strangers and Aliens. My name is Dr. Jason O'Neill, and I am joined with one stranger and one alien. And you guys get to decide which one's which. That's just whenever you introduce the episode, it just starts out with a fight over who's the stranger and who's the alien. Is it? Yeah, me? no. What's the deal? When, when clearly Steve is both, <laughs> and Ben is neither. We know this. Can we move on? It's time to move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we're back all together again. I like it. Yeah. It's been a good summer. Yay. Long summer. And yeah, Dr. Jace, nice to hear your voice again. Steve, always a pleasure. <laughs> that was uh <clears throat> that was nice. Thank you. <laughs> it's a thing you say, right? Yeah. When you don't know what to say. <laughs> nice to hear your voice, Steve. <laughs> always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, last week we put together an impromptu episode uh, with a new topic because this is actually the topic we're going to talk about last week. But this is Dr. Jace's topic. And so we we held on to it. We put it in the back pocket until Dr. Jace could join us. And he's here today. So Dr. Jace, why don't you go ahead and introduce what are we what are we talking about here for this episode of Strangers and Aliens? Today we're talking about student loans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. man. There's flashbacks now. That's scary. No. Horror. So we are going to be talking about the top 10 money-making movies of all time. Now, the issue that we face is that you have, like, the top grossing actual, like, which ones actually have the biggest numbers. But then if you actually adjust things for inflation, there's actually a whole nother list. And so we're going to take a look at both lists and uh, discuss each of the movies and um, whether we think they belong there or not. And some of them come like, wow, that is, um, that's really surprising that that's that high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Ben, where do you guys want to start? Well, let's start with number 10 from the actual list. And I think for the actual list, there's enough to talk about for each individual title here. With yeah. the uh, adjusted for inflation list, I think we can kind of just look at that list as a, as a, as a whole, as its own thing, uh, and then kind of pick and, and, you know, pull out and things like that with that list. But with this one, I think let's go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. We can talk about if we've seen it or not. We can talk about if we think it belongs on the list. 
Does it have any kind of spiritual positivity? I don't know what the word is that I'd be looking for there, but is there any value in the movie to you? Um, Because there's some stuff on here that I look at it and I'm like, oh man, actually number 10, that's the one, that's the, the one where I'm just, oh man, the most. I think we should start at number 12 because that's a movie that's still in theaters. And it, by the time this, this <laughs> podcast actually it's airs, it could be number 10. Wow, so we might as well talk about it now. And that's Minions. Yeah. Minions, which I haven't seen. So there's my. I've actually heard negative things about Minions. Can you believe that? I- I've not seen it either, so since none of us have seen it, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Number well, 10. The only thing about <laughs> Minions, I would say, is it kind of reminds me of, uh, I think, Gotham, you know, which is, hey, let's do a Batman TV show without Batman. Right. You know, oh, despicable Minions, me. let's without... do it without Gru. Yeah. Yeah. So number 11 is uh, a movie for you there, Dr. Jace, though, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Yeah, they just need to re-release in the movie theaters, and that'll bump yeah, them back up. Yeah. Yeah, with a couple more endings, I think. Just a, <laughs> like six or seven more endings. Well, I mean, you're looking at a difference of... Now, is this... Let's see here. Are we looking at billion? Yeah. These are over a billion dollars. Oh, so we're talking a difference of $40 million. No. $4 million between Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and Transformers, Dark of the Moon, number 10 <laughs> on our list. Okay. First of all, (laughs) this title has always driven me crazy. Why? Dark. Dark of the moon. I wanted to say dark side of the moon. Yeah, except it's maybe, well, you know, it's just referring to the dark side of the moon that the moon brings. Yeah, it's the dark, the dark of the moon, like the, like the The, mad, like the, uh, the madding, far from the madding crowd. It's not the crowd that's maddening you that's getting you mad it's the crowd that's going mad and this is yeah. not the the dark side of the moon this, this is, is the dark the, that comes dark, from the moon right the dark okay, that the so, moon brings so steve i have no idea what you just said so anyway <laughs> <clears throat> this is the Thomas dark hardy classic classic novel i have yeah, read it yeah. though. Late, late 1800s okay okay never mind i, I, I am tired i'm tired so anyways <laughs> wow. dark of the this, moon yeah it's a dumb title but that's just because it doesn't really describe the movie well what else i mean there's dumb titles i mean the phantom menace is a dumb title yeah there's some dumb titles out there yeah but i'm just i mean it sounds dramatic right dark of the moon yeah transformers dark of the moon this is this is the third of the the transformers movies right who knows the third of the Uh, four yes yeah i think so it's four i think it's the fourth one well the fourth one i think is transformers it what did they call that one? That was the Mark Wahlberg one. Age of yeah, Extinction. Age of Extinction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is three. Yeah. This is the third. It's 2011. Uh, one billion one hundred and twenty-three million dollar worldwide gross. Okay, so that's the, there's a part gross. of me that just wants to bo- boycott this, just because I don't want to talk anymore about Transformers. There's part of me that just Number wants nine. to puke about this. Well, it's <laughs> just you know Michael Bay ruined Transformers. Although I have to say. Of all of them, this is probably the best of of the bunch. I don't know. Age uh, of Extinction, basically, oh, wh- if you took all of the decent parts of the other movies, pulled them out, and put them into another movie, uh, I think you got Age of Extinction. I, it's a greatest hits. And- oh, come on. Age of Extinction. I, I would agree. It was, it was trending good, 
And then all of a sudden, they tried to pack in the Dinobots, which made no sense at all the way they did it. It made no sense at all, but to me, it actually got my attention because I was like, oh, dinosaur. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it was cool looking, but you base your entire marketing scheme around Optimus Prime riding riding a dinosaur. Grimlock and and all of a sudden you go through the entire movie and you're like, wow, I've not seen a Dinobot. And then they and then they just they, run away. <laughs> it is, you know, to be to be blunt, if if one of my students were to submit that a script that I mean, I have no idea what the original script looked like because Michael Bay probably changed it, but it, it we would get so marked up. It's like this is horrible. Oh. This is bad. <laughs> Um, and anyway. it doesn't have to be. That's the thing. There's so much money involved here. They could easily bring in someone, someone or a group of people, you know, just hire the best writers in Hollywood to fix your story and then hire another best writer in Hollywood to fix your story. I mean, you've got, I mean, we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars and or billions and well, and making best. billions, but yeah. yeah. This is this is not. I mean, it's a shame. It's a travesty. It is inexcusable. Well, the truth is, is that the only reason this is in the top ten is because the inflation is so much higher. Almost all of these movies are within the last, you know, little bit. The most of them aren't that old, and well, so other than number two, uh, yeah, the, but, the oldest is yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, but even that isn't that. Old, but it's obviously older than the rest. Right. But, so my point is, is that that it's unfair because you've also added IMAX screens, and so it's definitely not apples to, to apples kind of thing. I do think and it's so, telling though that the fourth movie is not on here. I mean, the the, the, the fourth, fourth Transformers movie, Transformers movie, did not make it this far. Which, I mean, it's number fourteen. Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction is number, number 14. fourteen, though. Yeah, but it's not up in the top ten. Guys, guys, I actually think the other um, the other chart is probably a little bit more accurate because let's be honest, if Minions is number twelve, something's gone. Something's messed up. Well, and that's where number nine, <laughs> number nine feels a little messed up. I mean, I actually liked number nine. Not me. Uh, yeah, you have issues. Yeah, no. Number nine is yeah, Iron Man think- three, and I've talked for hours about Iron Man three, because I don't just do this podcast. I also do a podcast about the Marvel cinematic universe. And my feelings about Iron Man three are pretty clear. I liked it. It was fun. And I'd watch it again. You know, that's, and I felt, I felt like it actually had some, some theme to it. And, I, I would, and I would value. agree that it was fun. I just would argue that it wasn't a good movie. Well, um, and, and I will say, I'm surprised to see it on this list. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, even though I liked it, I'm surprised. But three yeah, I, of the movies on here are are Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that says something too that we can kind of talk about when we get to the end of the list. But yeah. I'm not surprised by number eight, Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. Number eight is Frozen. Frozen. And and <clears throat> any parent with kids that age, um, you. you <laughs> You can't sit there and go, let it go, let it go, drop yeah. that movie into a vat of, of <sighs> lava so I never have to listen to it again. Okay, all and of you've my- probably seen the movie ten times because you brought your kids there ten times. I think it's still in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> all of my children have now seen this movie. However, before they even had a chance to see this movie, and keep in mind also, we homeschool. 
So it's not like they're at school for, you know, significant portions of their week, but they knew all the lyrics to the songs of this movie before ever seeing the movie. I don't know how. I mean, we're, we're talking about a couple hours of church and a few hours with other homeschool families, but I'm, I was amazed that they were singing these songs. I'm like, how do you know those songs? What's that even from? Because I hadn't seen it yet. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's all, what's, if you actually listen to the words of Let It Go, it's not even a good song. I mean, it, it is no. a high quality song, but the <laughs> yeah. message actually isn't positive. No, it's well, not it's, meant it's, to be. Yeah, it's it's from the the middle part of the the movie where the character hasn't made the changes necessary to become, you know, uh, heroic yet. But, but so most, she's she's stating stuff that is not, you know, it's it's humanistic. It's it's, uh, you know, discovering yourself and all that stuff. Well, what's up, but what's funny is that all these people use it as this. It's an inspirational. I'm letting it go. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like wow, you really totally missed the point of that song. Yeah, yeah no right or wrong, no rules for me. That that's part of it. Yeah, it's, it's it's defiant. I mean, it's a song of defiance against yeah. you know the the circumstances and all that. But it's the same with the Lego Movie too. That that Lego song, everything is awesome. That's mm-hmm. a slave song. Yeah, they sing the song. They give the people that song to kind of you know get them to group together and band together to yeah. just not go outside of the parameters that are being set by the the ruling body. Yeah, but yeah. don't even get me on the Lego movie because the whole point, it seemed as though the whole point was to kind of say God doesn't exist or is unimportant because the way they set it up with the maker kind of thing, kind of, I thought that that there was a subtext in it. But. Oh, I thought the subtext was dads don't collect toys, let your kids play with them. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I got out of Well, it. maybe that's not subtext. That might be text there. Where right. That's but, pretty, but, pretty blatantly said. But when within the story of the Lego people, you know, that character was basically God in a sense. He was, but then he turned out existing. You know, he, he actually did exist and wasn't yeah. just a, a, a concept that they were using, you know, to keep people in, in line or whatever. But he was a real thing. He was not good. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, if you're going to take your your analogy of of uh, Will Ferrell character as God, um, my interpretation of that he actually exists doesn't do much better than than your interpretation that he that he didn't, you know, in, in the context. But yeah, I'm I'm actually not surprised at all that number seven's there. I mean, I figured one of them would be there. I I, I guess I am a little surprised it's that one, but. Well, that's the uh, last one of the of the eight yeah, movies, that's and Harry everybody Potter. wanted to see it, and they saw it over and over. So, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Deathly Hallows Part Two, yeah. I mean, I I understand why this one is the one that made the list. It's because this culminates everything. Everyone wanted to see it over and over again. Well, and also people who probably just saw it on video, they're going to see it. Also, yeah. you're accumulating an audience as you go along. Yeah. And so each movie has an audience that is growing into it now. Yeah. And so with this one, you've had, you know, seven years. Because they were basically yearly, right? Or eight years, I should say. Uh, I forget exactly how often they came out. I think there was it was roughly yearly. Yeah. There was some couple of years between a couple of them. So you have that time where each one you're building an audience as this. It's a phenomenon. 
you know, that, right. and it's a surprising phenomenon to me anyway, but it, it, it exists, you know, and, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is the one, if you're going to see one in the theater, you know, this is your last chance. Yeah, exactly. Or was your last chance in 2011. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's there's a lot of of I mean the the Chronicles of Narnia, you know they sort of petered out after a couple of movies and even those a, a lot of people don't really like the way that it was presented, um, and especially when series are coming out, I think it's difficult to hit a a really great book series or at least very popular and make popular enough movies to carry it along as well. A couple have recently become really good with the uh what is it, Catching Fire, the um you know, the Hunger Mocking Games. Mocking Jay, the I forget. What is it, Hunger Games, yeah. yeah. Uh, stuff like that where they've had similar um similar success, but there's been, you know, some that it's it's hard to catch on that they're you know, they're they're not hitting the same audience for some reason. And the the Harry Potter movies they, I mean, for it's probably ninety percent of the people who enjoy the books enjoy the movies as well, even though there are some gaping holes and flaws and things like that. You know, it's when you know the books as well as as most of the the viewers did. It's spackle, you know. Yeah, so you yeah. get you get to a point in one of the later movies where someone pulls something out that if you just watch the movies, you don't know what that thing is. You've never seen it. It has no precedent in in the there's no you know there's nothing in the movies that tells you what that is, but in the books you know exactly what it is. So when he pulls it out, you're like, oh, that's the thing, you know. I mean, it just. So you both works. have seen seen this one, right? I have. Have you seen yeah, Doctor Jason? I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Did, you, did you like that? Uh, this a, this the, movie particularly. There's only one of these I've not seen. Oh really? Yeah. So um, I, to be honest, I don't remember it very well. I, I, I'm, I, I've seen, because I was, I, I don't think I saw a lot of them in the theaters. I, I actually was just curious about everything because you, I heard so much about them and, you know, especially with Christians, some liked them, some didn't like mm -hmm. them. And so I figured I'd, I'd watch them just so I had a knowledge of what they were. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I actually don't remember this one very well. And, was um. I watched them all with my wife back to back to back, so they all kind of blurred together for me. It was really an epic. I mean, it was an ultimate movie. There were so many things um, that were wrapping up. There were so many. In, in a way, it, it's sort of like the Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, but there's so many other things going on in Return of the King and huge battles being waged and and non uh physical battles being waged like you know getting the ring to the to the uh, volcano and stuff like that that here you have i mean almost every single character is in this war and it's a magic war and it's it's if you're if you're into that stuff if you if you like it and if you i mean we can do a podcast on why i don't think this is a satanic thing um but it's that actually it I think is, would be I think that'd be an interesting topic. I'd like to hear you of all people talk about that. Thanks. And it, but it's it's an epic ultimate conclusion to the whole thing. And everything is just tying up and you see these these characters facing off against each other. And the uh 
uh, especially the 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 Snape storyline, which if you don't know, I can't even start to to fill in those details because you need to experience it if you really want to. He's he's one of the most epic characters in literature, and I'm not just throwing that out. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm saying it's it's the way his character is treated um, by the writer is epic. It's just it's not like another character in literature, and the way it plays out, it's phenomenal fantastic um so you have all of that wrapping up and and for someone who is i mean my wife devours the books you know she loves them um so when we were seeing the movies together we were you know first in line we were buying the tickets uh-huh. first you know she this was before uh amazon hit really big we would on saturday when the book finally came out you know, we wouldn't be one of those geeks that waited up on Friday night and, you know, waited at the at the bookstore to have it released at midnight. We weren't those geeks. We were the geeks that got out at 8 o'clock in the morning and tried to scour the, the bookstores for the last copy and, you know, <laughs> finally found it at Kmart where nobody knew that they had 100 copies and we got, like, you know, one of the <laughs> copies there. I mean, you know, we have stories of, <laughs> of huh. getting the books. We have stories of you know going to see the movies and things. So, well, um, I I I need to watch the movies. I'm not going to read the books at this point, but I don't think we should wait until I've seen the movies to do an episode about Harry Potter. Well, we waited long enough. At least see the movies before we do. All right, I'll try. I'll try. Just I got because them all, there's some things one. in there that I would not want to spoil for someone, especially someone like you who loves story. And loves uh, you know that stuff like that. Right. So I, there's some now, some things in there that I wouldn't want to just blow. Uh, well, I can't tell you. I can't remember if I liked it or not. I can tell you number six. I was very disappointed with. Yeah, we've had this conversation. I know. <laughs> I like. We could it. probably skip over it. Well, Aven- maybe. I mean, we 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 all had Avengers, different opinions about it, but Avengers: Age of Ultron had the potential to be phenomenal, and it was. Turned out to be just okay. We're at one point four billion dollars here. I think it was more than made. okay. I think it was okay. I really <laughs> liked it. It was probably in my top four uh, Marvel Universe movies slash shows, whatever. So yeah, I think that Jace, that you're is... you're okay. Doesn't sound very okay though. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Like holding your I, nose, good enough to give it the level of okay. I guess. Well, it's just that the that the um the original Avengers w- is one of my favorite movies. I mean, I thought it was just I, they, I just think they did a phenomenal job with it. And so when I saw the Age of Ultron and and the the pre the trailers for Age of Ultron was so captivating. Mm-hmm. Yes, that 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 when I got in there, I'm like. Wow, they didn't. The, the preview was way better. Oh, that's funny because I I stayed away from the previews, <laughs> and that's maybe why I right? I liked it better than you guys. No, I really liked it. I, I I really really enjoyed it, and it was Vision that did it for me. Well, see, I, and I think I we like, all agreed that we liked the Vision character. I right? like it, but I didn't like how it, I think they smushed in too much, and I think they just kind of tacked that storyline because they had to because of the upcoming movies. And that's the way it felt to me. Yeah, I felt like they had to 
um, get a ton in in order to get it ready for Captain America Civil War and all the other stories that they got to spread out. I, That's what I it felt like. It felt it felt forced to me. I didn't get that feeling. I, I yeah, I, I didn't either. But what I did get was, you know, there there was a lot in there. <laughs> there oh yeah, it was cram packed full, and and that for good or for ill, but the the theme stuff that they did get into not deep i mean they didn't have a chance to really get deep into in a lot of that stuff but especially the vision and ultron you know kind of hashing out what is humanity what's their value right. and and what what are we going to do about it too i mean that's the other thing is you have these two guys kind of standing outside of humanity looking at the humanity as a problem to be solved yeah. or as a thing to be appreciated. And yeah, and I definitely like those dynamics, but that would have been much more interesting in the earlier stages. It could have, that mm-hmm. should have been vision story than event because that would have been far more intriguing had it played out and throughout more of the, it would have felt like, it, you know, I couldn't tell which, whose story we were telling, so to speak. It kept, there are moments when it's like, we're telling Hawkeye's story. There's moments, this is Vision's story. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a team effort, but usually there's some kind of through line, and I felt that was a little bit confusing. Um, you know, I, now, don't get me wrong, it's not Spider-Man 3 or Iron Man 3 bad, in my opinion. <laughs> I still enjoyed it, but... Um, it, it you, was you and your Iron Man three hate. How did Daniel get to you? What is he holding <laughs> I, over you? I didn't even know. Us. Anyway, yeah. so okay, us. the next one is the one I've never seen. So please don't say anything about it, or else I will dislike you. Well, I do I have, have I something seen to say any about of it, these movies. I haven't seen this one, but I have now watched all the other ones. I've not <laughs> seen any of them. I'll say this: I'm not going to give away any plot elements or anything like that. Other than to say it is the weirdest franchise ever and it really intrigues me because because they follow a character in the first movie and then in the second movie, but one of the actors isn't there, you know, and then the third movie, it's almost like a reboot. It's a completely different cast, completely different characters. And then in the fourth movie and fifth movie, you find out that third movie was actually a prequel movie, you know, and it's just like they didn't intend it to be that way, but they started saying, well, we have all these different elements. Let's figure out what we can do with them. And so they kind of built these movies out of, you know, they're just moving along. Like we have to build the franchise, build the franchise, build the franchise. And then as they're getting later in the franchise, they said, well, let's try and actually build a canon out of this and actually make it into a, a worthwhile uh, story that fits everything in. And it's bizarre. It is wow. so bizarre. And so I, I don't want to get into elements of like characters that lived and died and stuff like that. But characters that die in one movie show up later in another movie because that movie, which was filmed before or after the previous movie, actually takes place before the previous movie. It's just this weird kind of what were they thinking? What were they doing? And but it's working. I mean, it's one of the most successful franchises out there. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen this one because I wasn't going to go and see it in a regular theater. I just didn't feel like paying full full price for it. I've been doing the, like Red Box and and buying cheap, uh, you know, the five dollar collection with four movies in it kind of thing. <laughs> I don't want to give too much money to this franchise. I'm not really supporting the franchise because it is it's not as misogynistic as it could be, but 
it's pretty misogynistic. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, that's all I have to say about Fast and the Furious. But yeah, we're at one point five billion dollars for Furious yeah. Seven, still in theaters. Yeah. I, that just blows me away that 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 could beat so many of the others. But the number four doesn't surprise me at all. The, yeah. the Avengers, I, you know, it's one of it's it's just. A really good movie and it was fun instant classic and surprising yeah. that it's held on you know that's still up there at number four considering all these other you know movies that are kind of nipping at its heels so to speak well, it was three before this year and it could be five or six by the end of this year it's possible especially with uh well we should talk about you know what we think is gonna happen with star wars uh oh wow i totally just Got number three. I totally thought it was the other one. No, no, number three from 2015. Yeah, yeah it's it's Jurassic World, yeah. and I yeah. for some reason I thought it was Jurassic Park, and um, and so Jurassic World that 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 is um that's very successful. Very, yeah. very. Jurassic Park from 1993 actually makes the list at number 19. So it's one of those those holdovers from the 1990s. Um, and on the list, you know, there's t- uh, there's <clears throat> something at the top, near the top. Um, the, <laughs> at number twenty is uh, Phantom Menace from 1999, and number nineteen is Jurassic Park. And other than that, there's that one that we're getting to. And other than every single other one has been uh, two thousand or after. So well, and uh, like we said before, I mean, we're really the oldest here, other than number two is number one, which is from 2009. That's the oldest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jurassic World, did you guys get a chance to see this? I did, yeah. What'd you think? Because I talked about it with uh, Evan Evan David. I and, actually really yeah. enjoyed it. I, I um, you know, Jurassic, Jurassic Park was one of, one of my favorite popcorn movies ever. Like, it was one of my, you know, that I just remember when, you're sitting there and they're about to open up the park and the music starts and the doors open and those cars with the clear roofs, whoever thought that was a good idea, and they start <laughs> to go in. I just remember being so excited that I felt like I was with them. And so this movie, Jurassic World, I didn't know how it was going to play out. And I really thought they took the very best of Jurassic Park and upped it a notch. I think they did. they did a really good job of capturing – uh, the best parts of Jurassic Park and updating it. And as if, you know, up, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't like Oscar nominating kind of things, but it was really, I, I found it to be very fun. Steve, did you see it? Did not, no. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, I won't ask you what you thought then because you didn't. So, but I thought I, it was a movie that I didn't have time to go see. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was good. It was good. And I like the tie-ins to the other movies and I like the satire of consumerism and, and amusement parks and theme theme parks and all that kind of thing. But yeah, good stuff. And, and I, I really, I really enjoyed the climax. I really, I really enjoyed that. I thought oh. that was a lot of fun. You mean the, the culmination of the climax? Well, that entire process. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, because yeah. the culmination, I don't want to spoil it here because this is not a yeah. review of that, that movie and it's very, very new. But I, I had some issues with some of the things that happened to get us well, I, to the end well, of the movie. See, I, but, I actually knew what that 
was that was going to happen. So even though I knew it, I still kind of enjoyed it. Anyways, I, I will say that I, I kind of wish dinosaurs were number two just to kind of destroy everything in it. You mean number two on the list? Yeah, Titanic. 1997. Yeah. 1997. So this is almost 20 years old, and it's held that's, this spot. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. We are at $2.1 billion worldwide gross. Only, uh, what, $658 million domestic, I think, is what they're saying here. But, uh, yeah. I mean, this What's may... amazing is if you just count uh, foreign... Uh, uh, numbers just in foreign numbers this movie would be number four if you completely take away domestic gross yeah this would be the fourth highest movie it still beats yeah. out the avengers if if the united states did not ever go see this movie right yeah yeah that's crazy so you know i I've, i think i've seen it twice though and so once I I'm pretty sure I saw it in a cheap theater, and then I think we watched it on video, maybe even more than that, because this is this is college time, or right after college for me. And yeah, I mean my my circle of friends it was the primary market for a movie like this. And this was one of the I'll tell you, movies I, I, I remember we went to see in as a date with uh, my wife before we were married. Um, and it was, she still can't get the pictures of the, you know, the floating bodies and stuff out of her mind. Um, we, we, we haven't seen it since we won't watch it again. Well, that's, there's some horrifying moments. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just tell you, I remember exactly which theater I went to and I remember who I was with and I can't tell you that there's ever been a more awkward theater moment. Then sitting there in the second row with a group of eight of us from a from a church staff oh. in Titanic. Yeah. When Kate Winslet comes up posing. And yeah. we're like, we all look at each other, we're like, this is PG 13. What's going on? There is no more awkward moment than being and sitting next to your pastor and other people, and you're sitting there going, did someone not vet this movie? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think this is before they actually started describing why it had the ratings that they had. Yeah. You know, because now you have PG-13, but you have the small print underneath that. But right. the other thing that I'm surprised is because of the gruesome deaths that are happening. Now, it's not bloody, but I mean, people falling off the top, yeah. you know, as, as the, the, the boat rises up out of the water. So it's basically now a skyscraper sticking out of the water and there are people falling off and hitting things on the way down. I mean, that's, that's for me, that's the haunting moment is, is just how horrifying that would be. Of course, heights are a thing for me now. I, I I didn't used to be afraid of heights, but I am now. And maybe this movie is what did it. I don't know, but oh my goodness, it just, it's, it's James Cameron. I mean, he must have pulled to get it to be a PG 13. If it had uh, not been PG-13, it would not have done this money. Oh, no way. Not even close. In fact, there's no R-rated movie here. Yeah, of course not. So, uh, Passion of the Christ was one of the highest rated R, R movies, and that's down at number 100. I I thought that was the highest it, rated movie. It, it might have. I, I was just thinking that 
I know at the time it was. I just thought there might have been another one who's beat it since. Yeah, just glancing Skyfall through. R? No. No. Huh. Well, one of the problems I had oh, with Matrix Titanic, Reloaded. Matrix is on here. Okay. So. One of the problems I had with Titanic was there were so many stories that are well known from the Titanic that could have been told and they made one up for this movie. And it was sort of like, <laughs> why can't you just say, you know, based on the Titanic or, you know, based on whatever and just name it something else? You know, there there are other great movies oh, that no, have to do with... Oh, no, you can't do that. that. It would never have made the money if it had been ginormous or something like that. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. <laughs> ginormous. That's what I'm suggesting. No, I mean, are you suggesting that it be like a similar story to Titanic instead of an yeah, actual... Something else. You know, Poseidon Adventure was, was a, a great no. seagoing... Uh, horror we you know not horror but you know that type of a action film and something goes wrong and they have to deal with the whole thing so i mean you can do it and not name it something that is so iconic that people have all these ties to and then make something up out of whole cloth well but, but the made up thing though is first of all the romance and second of all for historical fiction you need to have an in character you need to have a character who is coming from outside the world into the world just like your viewers are coming into the world and that's why you have leonardo dicaprio who doesn't understand the world of uh kate winslet and her people and you know the upper decks and who is you know he's there he's experiencing this for the first time with you the viewer and that's to i mean that's something you almost have to do with historical fiction otherwise you're just throwing i mean to me, I think it works because it tells the story of the Titanic. It tells the story of the boat. It tells the story of a number of historical figures who pass through the captain, you know, and the unsinkable Molly Brown and, and those different people. They pass through the story, but I, I think that it's valid. Um, well, James Cameron obviously knows how to make movies that make big money because he does. He's got Titanic, but he also has the number one spot. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Two point seven billion dollars. Avatar. Which? Where's our sequel? He's been talking about a sequel for the last six years, but I, I don't want a sequel. This I know a you don't. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the first things you and I ever did any kind of podcasting about, Steve. Yeah. Yeah was we had seen Avatar and we talked about Avatar and boy, did I defend and talk up this movie in that lost recording. Yeah. But, but, but to, to be fair, Ben, <laughs> you defend a lot of bad movies. You no, do. I do. <laughs> but this is one that I was on such a high because of the experience, that 3d experience. Oh my, that was which... the worst thing ever. I watched it with my family. <laughs> oh my word. I was in California. Um, and I remember the theater I was in, and I and I think it was around Christmas time, if I remember correctly. And I remember sitting there in this IMAX and I'm getting nauseous, going, "Oh my goodness, I'm about to pull my eyes out. This is painful." No, not for me, not for me. I felt like I was in it, and it was one of those where I will never watch it again because the story itself. When I sit back and think about it, I'm thinking. What was I thinking? I mean, what? I, and and it truly was 
the roller coaster experience. It was the I am here, I am on a ride, I am watching this, I am in a world that is completely foreign. I am in a world that is beautifully rendered mm-hmm. and you know, one of the most realistic fantasy worlds ever put to film. And I I will still defend that initial experience, but as a movie, it's pretty awful. But Ben, let's yeah. be never honest. going back There's to been, it. It's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like um, you have a a teenage girl who's in a bad relationship, but she's also caught up about the emotion. She's blind to the fact of how unhealthy it is. No, no, that's it, that that's how that's how you are with some movies sometimes. It's it's more like <laughs> it's more like the teenage girl who you know this really we're not the the greatest match, but you know we're comfortable with each other and. You know, I kind of like him. He kind of likes me. Yeah. This, but not Avatar. Avatar is where I realized I I should never. It's it's a lost recording, and I'm glad. You know, because if if that recording existed somewhere, <laughs> the 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 conversation that Steve and I had, we'd have to play it. Yeah. And you know, like episode 200 of Strangers and Aliens, and I would have you know verbal evidence of my idiocy <laughs> so <laughs> and i would have verbal evidence of my genius i wouldn't go that far but <laughs> yeah. i don't think anyone would go that far hey real quick um from here let's let's talk uh, i i found a list of the most successful movie franchises and how mm-hmm. much money they have made um but i i don't know how much is, is domestic how much is foreign because they seem like low numbers but um you care to guess what the greatest uh, the highest money-making franchise that's out there right now is James Bond. James Bond, I would say. James Bond is fourth. The wow. Harry Potter. Harry Potter is second. Star Wars is third. So uh, uh, it's the it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're so, counting that as one one whole. Thing. Well, it's a franchise. I mean, it's it's clearly a franchise. It's it's a singular universe, even. But it's it's a new kind of franchise, so a lot of people wouldn't immediately go to it and say it would be like saying you know the the Disney cartoon movies no, as a no, franchise. No, no. If all the Disney cartoon movies took place in the same universe, which they do because of Once Upon a Time, they do. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe is number one. Harry Potter is number two. Uh, Star Wars number three. James Bond number four. Number five is Batman. Number no. Yeah, number six is Lord of the Rings. Seven is Spider-Man, uh, Shrek, Twilight, Transformers, X-Men, Pirates of the Caribbean. Star Trek made the list. I was happy to see that. Uh, Fast and the Furious, and then The Hunger Games. Okay, so of the ten, of the ten, which two or three do not belong? On our movie list here? Yeah, we don't have to explain why because we've already explained why. But if if you're sitting there going, "Wow, this is just totally overrated," which ones would they be? The three that I would pull off the list are yeah. definitely Transformers. It's out of there. Yeah, it's it's out. Um, and maybe I would kick Iron Man three out of there. I it made the money, it had the viewers, but even I can recognize as much as I like the movie, you know, it's it wasn't the greatest. Yeah, and Steve, which one would you boot? I would boot Avatar. I would boot Titanic. I haven't seen Jurassic World, so jury's out on that. 
I haven't seen Furious 7, but I can't even imagine it making that much money. Um, but I guess if I had to pick three, it would be Avatar, Titanic, and Transformers. Avatar would yeah, be my I, third. Yeah, I'm going to go with Transformers, Avatar, and Iron Man 3. I, I don't I don't I think they're inferior movies, but I, the reason I was wondering is because I was actually trying to compare the um, that list to the other list to see which one had more movies I really enjoyed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at I'm gonna ask you guys this: out of this list of ten, which one are you are you thinking? This is one not only does it belong here, but this is one of my favorite movies. Pick two or three that this would fit into your pantheon of top 20 or 30 movies or something along those lines into top 20 and 30. If we're going I mean, that I'm, far, no, that's actually a good way to put it because yeah. there's some of these that I wouldn't put in my top 10 necessarily. Right. But if you're talking top 20, top 30, uh, definitely both Avengers movies, Iron Man three goes up in my, it definitely be in my top 20 or 30 movies, I think. Wow. Um, but that's, that's enjoyment. You know, that's, movies yeah, that maybe. I like to watch and um if you enjoy it you know beyond that I haven't seen Harry Potter so I don't know where I would put that the the that eighth movie Transformers obviously no uh Frozen <laughs> I've only seen bits and pieces of it I need to sit down and watch the whole thing I actually want to sit down and watch the whole thing I just haven't a chance to Avatar it Titanic, really is worth it and it has some really good themes that play yeah, out in it, the end yeah I, I agree it actually has some one of the more powerful messages in a Disney film that I've seen in a while. Yeah. If I were, if I were to choose my three, um, I'd probably go with Jurassic World, Avengers, and even though it gets annoying, I'd probably have to say Frozen. Well, that's just it. I've, I've heard good things about it. I've seen bits and pieces. I want to sit down and watch the whole thing, um, but we, no. just don't, we don't own it. I mean, I I'm sure think I know 20 Tang- people who do own it. But <laughs> I personally think Tangled is better, but I still liked it a lot. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, it's not like I'm going to shout you down from the rooftops, but um, you know, I think Frozen has a better message in the end. Well, I don't um, agree with you that it has a stronger message, but without Tangled, we wouldn't have gotten Frozen. I thought Tangled was a really good modern fairy tale. The humor, I think it really – Frozen was successful because Tangled paved the way. Well, right, but I mean if, if you're going to just take them on their own merit – then I think Frozen is just a better movie. I, w- I would say Harry Potter has to be in there just because it's the ultimate, you know, magic movie, that whole type of a thing. And that's a family franchise for you, isn't it? It like- is, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's the type of thing where I would love to to do an episode on, you know, magic and I'll try and get, the differences I'll try and get my homework done, real world Steve. magic, literary magic. What? I'll try and get my homework done. You just do it. I have, I've had my homework done for five years waiting for this episode. <laughs> but uh, I'd say uh, probably if I had to pick three, it would be uh, The Avengers, the first one, um, Harry Potter, and and probably Frozen over Age of Ultron. Interesting. You know, it's because, interesting. Go ahead. Because, I mean, Age of Ultron, Voltron doesn't even make an appearance in the movie. Why call it Age of Voltron if the character's uh-huh. not in there? So... I just think it's funny that the age of Ultron is what four days. <laughs> yeah, I know. Four days old. Four that's his age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. <laughs> now the reason I asked because I was wanting to compare 
that list to the other list to find out how many in this other adjusted gross list would I kind of exit out and go like, I'm not interested at all. And then could I even find three movies that I'd put in my top 20 or 30 well, all time? Yeah, this this adjusted uh, list where they're, they're adjusting for inflation. So that what they're doing is they're taking the number of tickets sold and then multiplying the that by the average ticket price right. of, you know, the current year. And this list fascinates me. I mean, it fascinates me past number 10. Uh, <clears throat> right. There's a lot of stuff on here that we're going back into the 40s yeah, like, with Fantasia. Like the the got, Graduate? How's The Graduate 21? Because it was, it, it was a class. I mean, it, it came out and it was it it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, for it its time, really it was. was, and it it's was not that a bad movie where you would keep going to see it with your friends. It's not a bad, a badly made movie. I mean, I I've seen it once, um, and the only reason I watched it was because years ago when I went to film school, that was one of the movies I could choose from to watch and then write an essay about in my application, and I didn't choose that one. I chose The Godfather instead, and I've always wanted to go back and watch this movie because it was one of those I was supposed to watch or could have right. watched, and it's. It, I think it deserves its status in like these best of lists. Now we're talking about money and we're talking about money adjusted for inflation. So we're talking about, really we're talking about populace here. We're talking about what's popular and what are people, you know, going to go and see. Yeah. And what I, what I find interesting is, is that a good chunk of my favorite movies are not in the top 10, but are shortly thereafter. So, for instance, I'm going to ask you guys the same thing to get us rolling on this, is this list, and I'll just say them, and then I want you to pick three of these that you're like, they're not, I would dismiss these, or I've never seen them, or the other three, or three that you're like, this is one of my top movies, this would be a top 20 or 30 movie. So, these are the movies. Number one, everyone knows anything about finances and movies is gone with the wind it's been tops for forever number two is star wars number three is sound of music number four is et number five is titanic number six is ten commandments seven is jaws number eight is dr Zhivago. what is it dr Zhivago. okay yeah. all right you can tell how interested i am <laughs> <laughs> and then number number nine, The Exorcist, and number ten, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, and if you go deeper into the list, eleven through twenty, you got more Star Wars, you've got more Disney, Forrest Gump, you know, you, Mary Poppins. You you you've got there. There's good stuff after this ten, but we we got to keep it to this ten here. So I look at those those ten movies though. I have not seen Doctor Zhivago. Nope. I have not seen The Exorcist. Uh, we've already talked about Titanic, so we know <laughs> there's my feelings there. Uh, so, Snow so, Snow so, White, I put up there in, in in a top twenty maybe, because it's just groundbreaking. I mean, it's the Avatar of its time. Right. Well, let's yeah. put up there which ones. Which ones would you not? Which one would you say are is overrated or would not be in your top twenty or thirty? Or that it shouldn't be at the very least in the top ten. Well, and that's where Doctor Zhivago. You know, I haven't watched it because I've heard everything I've heard about it. It just sounds really, really boring to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, this is a podcast about sci-fi and fantasy. Well, Doctor Zhivago, 
it's not anywhere near our wheelhouse on in that. Right. But um, so that one, you know, it can go. I'm sure it deserves, you know, some status because I've heard good things about it from a, you know, film criticism kind of angle, but not right. from a. I'm going to sit down right. and watch this movie. Not interested. Exorcist. I'm interested, but not enough to actually even try and watch it. I'm sure there's somewhere, yeah. you know, where I could watch it it's, for free, but it's a gore fest and it's, I've seen Christian, the important parts. Yeah. If, if you're a Christian, history. it's hard to watch because it's an inaccurate portrayal in in some ways. And it's, it's difficult to watch because the, you know, there's, there's blasphemy and things like that happening. So it's, it's, it's just a, it's difficult. I've seen um, Eclipse though. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've seen enough of the movie to know I, I don't need to watch this movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's two I can pop right away, get it off the list. Um, yeah. So, I mean, from there, a lot of these are movies I like though. After that gone with the wind, I'm going to take off the list because again, not interested. <laughs> I'm just not interested. I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like Citizen Kane. I like certain movies that are not you know, sci-fi and fantasy. Gone with the Wind is not one of those where I'm just like, yeah, I think I'd sit down and spend time on that. Yeah. No, it's not happening. I would I would do almost Steve, anything else. Steve, which three would you take off? Uh, Titanic, right off the bat. Um, the Exorcist, just because it's... It's an unnecessary gore fest, and I think that was one of the draws, um, you know, back in 1973 when it came out. It, 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 you just wanted to, to see that the everything that was going on, the blood and the guts and all that crazy stuff. And and uh, well, and then you had all the stuff with the making of the movie and the curse of people who were involved in the movie, and yeah, and you have the you know, again, you know, with the 70s, especially early 70s cinema, a lot of it is. Um, rebellion against the establishment right and and this kind of fits into that you know here's the establishment god you know it's um, <laughs> right so so there is that element of it that kind of interests me as far as a piece of the times but yeah and you know what i would say about dr Zhivago though that i haven't seen it is when i looked at this list i said wow dr Zhivago number eight and in the back of my mind, I said, you know what? If I have time and the wherewithal and it's somewhere that I can access it quickly, I just might watch it just to see it. I mean, if it's number yeah, I, eight. Yeah, I, I'll say I just pulled it up on IDB just so I could see what the who was in it and stuff. As soon as I saw it, I go, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. What's the running time there? What's the <laughs> yeah. running time? I, I've heard it's long, and that's another like two thing. Two and a half yeah. hours or something. So I would say my three would be – uh, Dr. Zhivago, The Exorcist, and um, I, I'd have to get rid of Sound of Music. I have wow. My wife loves that show. I have tried to watch it with her, I don't know, three or four times. I just can't get through it. There's not one part of that movie that interests <laughs> me. I mean, the kids are cute and all, but I'm kind of like, wow, yeah. Um, I'll take the cliff notes, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll say well, this. Only- I'll say it's the this. only musical outside of Snow White on the list, and Snow White's like you know a Disney cartoon, so you obviously which, get I don't, music with that. Which it's just surprising because Gone with the Wind. I've only watched it once, and I remember I was twelve years old, and they're running 
uh, a marathon and watching it all the way through on television. So you had all these commercials, therefore it went really long. It like, took a whole day wow. with all the commercials. But I thought to myself, you know, I hear that this is a classic. I'm going to make myself watch this show. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, I really don't like almost anybody in this movie. And this girl <laughs> was really selfish. And I kept thinking she would change. And I, she never really changed to my liking. And, and so it, surprisingly, I didn't pick that one. But I still enjoyed the movie somehow. Uh, but with telling the music, I really liked Julie Andrews' character. I just didn't like the, the movie. You know, if you were going to take the question and kind of give it, a, give it a twist and say, okay, Ben, you're, you are being forced by uh, cinema terrorists to watch seven of these movies. The seven I would choose would be, I, I would not, uh, I, the ones I would say, okay, leave it off, Gone with the Wind, Exorcist, and Titanic. I would watch Dr. Zhivago. Yeah. You know, before I would watch Titanic again. But that's just because it's new and I haven't seen it before. <laughs> and, right, okay. You know. <laughs> then let me ask the other question then. Is there any of these that you would consider your top 20 or 30 movies? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Snow Ooh. White. Which ones? Uh, okay, if we're talking, let's say top 20. Snow White would be not there if it's top 20. Uh, Jaws, E.T., and Star Wars. And uh, Ten Commandments, it's good for what it is, but, you know, what it is is spectacle, but it's spectacle that, that happens to, you know, come in under that, that faith wheelhouse for me. Yeah. Um, so Ten Commandments, I don't know where I would place it on any lists, but to me, it I don't consider it a, a movie I'm going to sit down and watch as much as a event kind of a Steve? thing. Steve? Steve, what about you? Are, 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 are there two or three movies on here that are in your top 20? I would say uh, Snow White has, has, would be a, have a, a really good chance for being in my top 20. Um, although it's, it's not my favorite Disney movie, it's definitely um, so pivotal and iconic to the whole Disney thing. And I have such good uh, attachments to it, you know, good times where i've seen it with people and stuff like that um so there is that <clears throat> we all know my problems with star wars uh so i wouldn't put that on the list um of the other ones um i don't think 10 commandments would be in my top 20 but probably that would be the next one on the list going down yeah um that would be the next highest on my list and the other ones uh would sort out somewhere down the list further further down so i would say the only so, one that would have a chance of making the top 20 would be snow white i would say that there's actually only one movie here that would probably make my top 20 top 30 yes top 20 and it's actually probably going to surprise you guys um because there, there's some that i really really like they probably be in my top 25 and 20 and 30 maybe but in the top 20 there's only one movie do you guys each guess, and it's probably going to surprise you, but you can't guess the same one. Josh? Uh, yeah, ben? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, for you, if there's only one, I I would go with Star Wars for you, but that's the obvious one, so that's why I think I'm wrong, because it's more obvious. It's actually Star Wars. I just wanted to kind oh. of trip you up. 
Okay. I just wanted to, it was a red herring. No, all right. All right. Anyway. It um, wasn't yeah, a red I, herring. So it was I, a blatant lie. I won. <laughs> I win. I went against my gut because I was like, oh, you know, he said I'd be surprised, but that's the one that makes sense. And that's the one yeah. that would be the least surprised. Common sense versus the lie wins well, out. First of all, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, obviously is iconic. I enjoyed it. But it's probably not in my top 10 Disney movie, let alone top 20. Um, Lion King would be up there. Or the Toy Stories would be up there and things like that. But um, Jaws, you know, I appreciate it for what it was. It doesn't scare me that much. The, 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 the shark looks stupid. I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me. Ten Commandments, I respect for what it was. I enjoyed it when I watched it. Probably won't ever watch it again. Uh, Titanic, seen it already too many times. Um E.T., I enjoyed it. I, I still appreciate the Reese's Pieces. I mean, I, but uh, really the only one in here, a good, a bunch of the movies in my real wheelhouse come after. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but, so that's, I really, to be honest, I'm, I actually was kind of surprised. I knew Gone with the Wind was up there. But some of these other movies, I can't imagine why they're, they're above some of the other ones. Well, yeah, you also have to remember, though, Snow White... 1937, this is ticket sales for all releases. Yeah. And so you're adjusting for inflation for every time it gets released. You know, so it's a different adjustment for each of those releases. But we're talking about how many releases since 1937. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. me too. You know, when I was a kid. And yeah. so, I mean, I think probably in 83 or something like that. But, yeah. I think the, the sound of music surprises me. Because I, I guess I didn't realize how popular it was in the theaters. I didn't realize if, if it did get a secondary and tertiary releases. Um, you know, that's the one I think that, that surprises me the most. You know, Star Wars, obviously it was in the theaters for a year and everyone saw it five times. E.T. was similar. Um, Titanic, obviously, you know, Ten Commandments was the the huge blockbuster of the day. Jaws, everyone saw it multiple times. Um, Doctor Zervago doesn't surprise me just because I don't know it. I mean, if I had seen it and had a, an opinion one way or the other, um, then you know, I I guess I would have an opinion one way or the other. But <laughs> but Sound of Music, I think that I knew it was popular. It was amazingly popular. I mean, we. My mom played the soundtrack ad nauseum at the house. I, I know most of the lyrics because she kept playing it. Um, and uh, so I understand it, that it was popular. I just didn't know it was that popular. Yeah, and that really, all of these lists that we're talking about, it's popularity. Right. Like I said before, it's, it, it has nothing to do with quality, really. Right. I mean, there, well, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with quality. Some of the popularity does come from quality. Titanic, the popularity came from the romance and the horror and the special effects, putting you right. in in that scene, in that place. Um, Avatar, same thing. People went and saw it over and over again because they were going to this other world, this other place. And so, I mean, it, this is... No accounting for taste in some of these. <laughs> um, but we are getting, a, I think, a better representative of quality in movies or at least uh, groundbreaking. You know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was a feature-length animated movie. 
yeah. with gorgeous, lifelike movement of these cartoon characters. Yeah. That unlike anything people have seen had seen before. And Star Wars, unlike anything people had seen before. Right. And the Ten Commandments. You know, that one unlike anything people had seen before, but then also had the religious element so that you also had people who would never set foot in a theater setting foot in a theater. Yeah. You know, even though, oh, it's a sin, but it's the Ten Commandments. <laughs> okay. You know, and and so here we're starting to get into not just popularity contest, but also, you know, things that had not been seen, things that had not been done or in the case of Jaws, which was really the first blockbuster in a lot of ways, you know, a movie that had not gotten a release like any other movie before it. Mm-hmm. And and so it changed the game as well. And that's that's what a lot of these are, just game changers. Right. And then Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, they're both still in the top 20. Yeah. Number so, 12 and number 15. Yeah. And, and, and then episode one, Phantom Menace is number 17. But again, that's one of those game changing type of movies that just comes yeah. along and it's a return to this world. Yeah. And that's where I think with we're going to get records shattered, I think, with Force Awakens. Even oh, if yeah. even if it doesn't even if it's garbage. Right. Yeah. You know, we've been away from I mean, the prequels. When was the last prequel? Uh, 2006 was it okay so we've been away from the prequels for 10 years now and you know we're we're returning but we're returning with what sounds like more of a return to form and like we we're going ahead and we're going to make sure that it's the one that you want you know not the not the one you were expecting with Phantom Menace and didn't get well I actually actually think there's a little bit of hope because um because a with, new hope? Would you say it's a new hope? <laughs> Just because uh, Lucas isn't the one actually pulling the strings, and so I think there's a chance to really uh, get some. There'll be there's tape. there's new blood playing an old tune. You know, yeah. I mean, that's really kind of what it comes down to. Is you've got a guy who was influenced by George Lucas, d- trying you know doing the same movie. I mean. And he, let's face it, some of the best Star Wars movies out there are Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness. I mean, <laughs> they are Star Wars movies more than they are Star Trek movies. And that's his love. You know, that's J.J. Abrams. He's a Spielberg and Lucas um, student. And, yeah. You know, or Padawan. Let's go there. Very <laughs> <laughs> right. so. well played. All right. Well... Uh, any other any other words here to say about our our movies and these lists? Any other thoughts? I think it would be interesting to actually come up with our top twenties, or you know, top ten, uh, top twenties, and then we could talk about the top tens and see how the other ones filter out, and maybe have like a follow up to this episode with our top ten. Could you do that? I know it people do. I, that's the thing. I don't know how easy. In high school, it was really easy. We we'd do that. We what's your top oh, yeah. five? What's your top ten? And it was easy to do. Yeah. I don't know if I would have. Uh, it would just depend on the day. <laughs> Doctor Jace, could you do a top ten favorite movies of all time? 
if Steve made me a matrix uh, that I could just choose from. <laughs> <laughs> a logarithm? If you could make a list and I can just kind of check them off, I could probably I could probably come up with something. I'd have to we'd have to create the parameters like pure joy, love, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. I don't or know. It, it could even be something like that. Maybe we could have uh a hundred movies and you would rate them and say, you know, Ben, what what's your criteria for a great movie? And have that and we would, uh, you know, and then it would be my criteria for a great movie. And then Jace's criteria for a great movie. So we'd have three different bases and we'd be rating each movie on those three things. So, yep. you know, when it all adds up, then we could, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in logarithms again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it would be interesting to see how, you know, all of us playing in everyone's sandbox, you know, see what, what we come up with as what our uh, corporate favorite movies would be. I don't something. even know what my sandbox would be, man. But Well, that's the thing. There would be a hundred movies we could choose from, <laughs> you know, like the hundred greatest sci-fi and fantasy movies of all time or whatever. See, if we were to take and, a list of a hundred greatest sci-fi fantasy movies and choose our top ten from the list – I could do that. I could manage that, but I would I would just feel so I mean even when we did that remember when we did the list of 100 favorite characters? Yeah, yeah, but this would just be you would be rating each movie individually on three things. You know, say yours would be I don't know, theme, mine would be special effects and Jason's would be, you know, the characters or something. So you would just say just on theme, this is what I'd rate it, just on on special effects or whatever. I'm just saying, you know. And then, you know, whatever those ratings would be and then all three of us, the aggregate numbers that would come out of that, that would be the number <clears throat> that it would end up as. Wow. So it would, be, it would be us rating each movie independently, just how I feel about this movie on three things, and not thinking to yourself, oh, wow, I want this to be you know, uh, really high, so I'm going to rate it really high. No, don't do that. Just rate it on its individual merits and then – coming up with you know those nine numbers that we would have for each movie you know three from you three from jace three from me and then we could come up with this master list well i'm gonna do my matrix based on just what i can see from my seat right now so <laughs> that'll be jaws the revenge that'll be creature from the black lagoon that'll be let's What's that? There? Well, maybe Alien. that's the next episode you can do <laughs> is if you come up with a list and then we can score them out or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. But for I, uh, for now, uh, Dr. Jace, do you have any other uh, final words here? Um, I miss my wife. Oh. <laughs> is she away? No. I'm just tired. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Well, with that said, then <laughs> yep. I, I'll say thanks for listening, everyone. And, gentlemen, thanks for rejoining, reuniting, reunited, and it feels, it feels so, so good. And everyone else, thanks for listening, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers 
Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.